You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. This is uh, Real Presence Radio Live, Hour 2. My name is Monsignor Schumacher. I'm coming from the Church of Corpus Christi. I'm in my office with Karen Selinski. And we're going to begin this uh, top-of-the-hour interview with a man by the name of Alan Kubik. Uh, We're going to talk about Catholic faith and poetry. We know that um, poetry, for centuries, has been importantly incredible in in the lives of of people. Um, I found in my research this morning, Percy Shelley probably gave you your best endorsement. Um, Alan, he said, poets are the unacknowledged legislators of mankind. Poets are the unacknowledged legislators of mankind. If you want to change politics Mm -hmm. or morals, he said, become a poet. And we, we know that throughout the, the early Christians, uh, we know that uh, poetic forms have been used. Um, One-third of the Old Testament is poetry. Let's talk a little bit about Catholic faith and poetry. Sounds Alan Kubik, good. good morning to you. Good morning, Monsignor. Thanks for having good me. Good to have you here. We touched base on Monday. Yes. Following Father Charlie Height's funeral. Correct. You came out and ran after me and <laughs> said, I'm going to be on your radio show. Did I look confused? Uh, you, you, you had a question about it. Yeah, I, I said, okay, I, I, don't, know, I, don't, know, I didn't know. I didn't know who's on my show yet. But I, <laughs> I know how busy your priests are, yes, so I know. So, uh, but, I, but I do know Karen Selinsky uh, gave me some of your work. We're going to get to it in a bit here. I'm holding you for the half hour and um, recommended that we, we bring you on. Alan Kubik, uh, first, tell us about yourself. Where are you from, and, and what do you do? Sure. Thanks, Monsignor, for having me. Um, so, as you said, my name is Alan Kubik. Um, born and raised here in Bismarck. Uh, went to school in Fargo. I uh, do like to travel when I get the chance. Uh, haven't had a chance for a while now. Um, I am one of four children, and then my wife and I are looking to, or approaching our third anniversary coming up this year. Happy so. anniversary. Good job. Three years. Three years under the belt. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got a good start. Uh, what do you do for a living? Um, I actually work as a manager at a local print company, Flash Printing. Okay. And uh, I think I've seen some of your work sure. from Flash Printing. And I think you know my parents as well. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we are lucky to do their Christmas you, you, card you do every their year. their Christmas card uh, every year. And uh, they they put a lot of time and energy into that design. They, they want it to look right, and we have to, we have to help make sure it's what <laughs> and, they and want. And it does. So. Um, uh, how, how in the world, I, I guess, you know, generally people are not opposed to poetry. I mean, who would be? But how did you get kind of involved into your love of it and, and, uh, and writing it, right? Sure. Uh, so, um, big part was uh, just going through school, learning um, I had never really read much of it. Uh, I remember being impressed by a friend once who was reading poetry, and you're just like, oh, that's a little different than normal. Uh, how I came across it, kind of, uh, I use the form of a sonnet. So a sonnet is a short song, I believe is the Italian for it. But um, it's a 14-line poem, 
And so when we were studying for senior year finals, uh, you learn about um, Shakespearean sonnets and Petrarchan sonnets, and I figured if there's English and Italian sonnets, there might as well be an American one. So I sat down one day, changed the form a little bit, and then 22 years just writing them whenever I get the thought of it. Your own genre. Yeah, so I named it after myself because I figured I should, but then I just went with uh, the American sonnet, and I used say that they're Cubacan sonnets. Cubacan sonnets. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- th- let's talk about that. Um, uh, a short sonnet, a regular sonnet is 14 lines? Yes. It, it used to, so how is your sonnet different? Um, so I forget the formats of the um, Petrarchan sonnets, but I believe Shakespeare is four, three, four line stanzas with a rhymed couplet. And then so mine is two sextet stanzas. So I have six lines and then another six lines and then I finish with a rhymed couplet. Uh, all right. Um, I, I'm holding here some of your work, right? True. Uh, by PX Alex. Uh, PK. So for the, the that book, it's uh, Stations and Sonnets. So that one's all sonnets specific to the Stations of the Cross. That's amazing. Um, and that one I went without my name, so I went with a pen name. So This is your pen name? Yeah, one, of, one of my pen names. Okay. Uh, and I, I have here Volume 4, Volume 7, mm-hmm. um, and Karen Selinsky gave some of these to me. The, the, you wrote all of these? Correct. And the, this, is a, this is about um, three-quarters uh, of an inch thick? There's about in each. So the way they're broken up just for book printing, since I know how book printing works. And you, you, you did these. You printed at your shop, right? True. Okay. Um, so each book that you have is about 200 um, in each book. Uh, I'm a little behind on archiving, so I think with the actual sonnets and then the faith-based sonnets, um, I'm at probably just around 2,000 total, give or take. Wow. Uh, so when when do you write? When do you uh, when are you inspired? Ah, uh, inspiration. Um, whenever. Uh, a lot of times, uh, looking at the human spirit, uh, the shared creativity, the stories we tell. So, um, movies, books, songs. I, I I try to catch that shared commonality in all those different areas, but uh, different ways that I'm I'm going. But uh, inspiration. Uh, if I sit down and do it, I can can knock a couple down here in a half hour or so. Uh, sometimes I go a month or two and don't write anything. Uh, and uh, th- these are Cubacan sonnets that I'm looking at? Uh, that's what I call them, yep. So and K-U-B-A-K-I-A-N. And um, your name is Alan. I said Kubik. You say Cubic? There's some cute contention there. <laughs> so okay. everybody from the Dickinson area and where Dad grew up, does say cubic um we've adopted cubic but i guess it depends where how you want to say it so a cubacan sonnet uh so yes i added the a it sounded better i thought um <laughs> and so here is one that caught my eye uh, from september 21st 2012 where you're at okay this is a cubacan sonnet yes sir written by you true uh read it read it for us okay i always said i'm more a writer than a reader but we'll go uh where you're at As on the past and future you get fat, you easily forget where you're at. Only thinking about them is a good way for a person to waste the day. Getting lost in what was and is to be clouds what is before you to see. To be aware of the past, it is well, but on it you mustn't dwell. 
The future for you should be a concern, but not the only thing your mind does turn. Where you're at from then and there is the present moment at which you stare. Where you're at as the reflection of the two for the intersection is important for what you go through. And uh, I like that because I've always said we need to live the present. We, we worry about the future. We can regret the past. Uh, and so where you're at has, has caught my mind. Mm -hmm. uh, this is Stations and Sonnets. We're going to get into this after, after the break. Okay. I think Eli um, is uh, on my back a little bit maybe. <laughs> We're coming up on 12 minutes past the hour. Alan Kubek is my, is my um, guest. Uh, but before we, we break for a couple minutes, tell us about your experience of the Catholic faith growing up. Sure. Um, so a big part for me... Um, is the example of my parents. Uh, as I was kind of reflecting, preparing today, three big parts were that they just had an instilled faith, an instilled goodness. Um, the three things that we did at us family were family meals were always important and prayers before meals. Um, no matter where we were, vacation or what was going on, Sunday Mass was always something it was never questioned it was just we went to sunday mass and that was always important and another big one was how they sacrificed for um my my siblings and myself that how important it was for them to send us through catholic school and so all four of us were catholic school students kindergarten through 12th grade and just seeing what they gave up for us to be able to have that experience where did you go to school um, so I, we were all St. Mary's um, students and then St. Mary's High School students as well. And what year did you graduate? I graduated in 2000. 2000? Yes. And uh, did you go into the printing business right away? Um, no. So Dad always said when everybody did a science fair or anything, we'd always have something else. He's like, well, nobody's ever interested in printing. Um, so I actually started in chemistry my first year of college, um, switched out to business administration and um, was able to, and lucky enough and blessed enough to have that opportunity to go into business with my father then um, after college and we've been going from there. So you've been in the printing business for a few years. Um, so I came in, must have been 2005, so yeah, almost 17 years now. Very good, very good. Alan Kubik is my guest. We're going to take a break. But we're talking about the Catholic faith and poetry, uh, the first topic I've uh, entertained here on, mm -hmm. on Real Presence Live. We are on your Upper Midwest Real Presence Radio Network, and we thank all of our listeners because you do support us. Real Presence Radio is uh, vast and it is entirely listener-supported. And so we, we thank all of you. We're going to take a break uh, and come back to Alan Kubik as we come up on 14 minutes past the hour. Uh, this is Real Presence Radio. Uh, and uh, don't go anywhere. We'll be back. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet our customers' production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. Have you ever worried about someone's salvation, especially one who died by suicide? 
I'm Father Chris Alar. Sometimes the state of their soul seems to cause us fear for their eternal fate. They die in what seems to be a hopeless state of sin and unrepentance. However, Jesus says in 1698 of the Diary of St. Faustina that what looks hopeless to us is in fact not so. He says that many times the soul illuminated by a ray of his final grace turns to him in the last moment to receive complete forgiveness of all sin and punishment, although we see no external signs of this. Wow! We can see why Jesus said that divine mercy is mankind's last hope of salvation. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. All right. Uh, it's great to have you. Monsignor Schumacher here coming from the office of Corpus Christi in Bismarck. Alan Kubik is my guest. Uh, we're talking about Catholic faith and poetry. And I have his books here. He has developed an American sonnet called the Cubacan Sonnet. Uh, and this is where people can look at your work, cubacan.tumblr.com, right? Correct. K-U-B-A-K-I-A-N, K-U-B-A-K-I-A-N dot Tumblr. Dot com. You update that daily, regularly? Um, when I get a chance, um, I've been kind of slacking a little bit now on archiving. Um, one thing, the Tumblr is no E in that in the Tumblr. It's a blog post that I use. Um, so I'm probably probably seven or eight years behind oh, so right T-U-M-B-L-R. now. T-U-M-B-L-R. Uh, and we don't talk about poetry enough, perhaps. My question for you, um, as I thought during the break, um, w- when did you discover... Um, that writing poetry was a way for you to express your faith. Uh, How and when did that happen? What did it look like, and what did it feel like? Yeah, so um, always been kind of on the creative side. Um, The Lord's blessed me with a unique perspective, (laughs) sometimes an odd perspective on things, but um, in just kind of formed naturally in in high school that I wrote the first couple and then uh, used that as a way to kind of capture thoughts, ideas. Um, I always considered the poetry to be, or the sonnets specifically, to be more just a way to capture th- capture those thoughts, ideas, um, that I would someday maybe write something actual and be more of a writer. So this was more just always something I did on the side. It was never the focus point, And then just kind of went from there. When, uh, how, uh, how, how does it deepen your faith? Um, so... It, in the normal poems, um, as I was com- kind of preparing again, I was thinking about a quote from George Weigel about how the Catholic viewpoint is that transcendence that's always there. And 
we see things differently. We see the beauty, we see truth in our art, our music, all of that. And so that connectivity, that's always there. So it's in all of them, even the one you picked out, the one that um, if you picked them at random, you could find threads of that faith always there. Um, I did a few projects that are more specific to focusing on parts of the faith. Um, so I have the stations and sonnets. I have sonnets about the saints. And then I have um, sonnets that are a daily prayer series. Um, and those go back and forth between are they a sonnet or are they more of a prayer. And those ones um, take a lot of focus. But just a way to capture those moments of the faith and to bring them in in a way that I can keep them and look back at them. Very good. Alan Kubik is my guest, a Catholic poet here in Bismarck, North Dakota. I'm holding here Stations and Sonnets. This is uh, from 20 years ago, you said. Correct. And then uh, uh, Volume 7, how many volumes are there of these books, which again, they're about three quarters of an inch thick, uh, about the size of a half a sheet of paper. Uh, it's not an entire book. It's a it's a little handheld poetry book here. How many volumes uh, are, do you have? Um, so this is volume seven. Is the last one I've updated. Um, just that I've been a little bit behind, and that takes us to twenty twelve. So um, there's probably if I finished them, I'd probably make it to nine or ten on the. And volumes. again, how how many sonnets do you think you've written? Uh, with the faith-based ones included, probably just over 2,000. 2,000. Wow. So th- th- let's look at this um, This stations and sonnets. Mm-hmm. I-, I like this because it's a little, it's kind of different. Um, you said that uh, Michaela Wynn uh, did the illustrations for this book. By, th- by the way, how do people uh, acquire this? Um, so there aren't any actual books printed, uh, just the ones that I have for my own collection. Um, my family all has them. Um, I've printed extras for them. So I've never really actually had books available. Uh, the Tumblr bo- blog spot is all of the sonnets are on there, all the ones that I've archived are on there. So the stations are on there. There's a link from the main page to the stations. There's a link to the saints. There's a link to the prayers. I I like it because it's kind of different. I'm holding here um, this book of uh, stations and sonnets and uh, the seventh station, Jesus Falls Again. you have again the the illustration. She's she's a, a very good drawer, by the way. Yes, Michaela Wynn. Very talented. And, and she she works with you. You said. Uh, yes, one of uh, my coworkers. She's a young artist and uh, was kind enough to draw draw a few pictures to go with yeah. my my words. Yeah. Since I, uh, there, there's drawing a, isn't for me. More more than a few. And then here on the seventh station, you have the fall, and this is the sonnet you've written for the seventh station of the cross. Jesus falls again. The fall. Yes. And I'll read it to you. I don't know how far I've gone, but the soldiers continue to push me on. Uh, The cross's weight is felt in my body entire, and with pain my every nerve does fire. Each moment causes my bones to ache, and I'm unsure of every step that I take. Under the weight, I begin to stumble, and towards the earth I once again tumble. Simon tries to helpingly catch me, but I've already fell upon my knee. He stops me before the fall is complete and then helps me back to my feet. I force myself to go on after the fall, for I must continue, even I must crawl. So, uh, so these, the last two rhyme. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
And what else am I looking at in this structure here? You have two, two sextets. Correct. And uh, then, and then uh, you have uh, two, two two lines that rhyme. Rhyming couplets. A so, rhyming couplet. Yep. Um, so my form, I adopted two different uh, rhyme schemes when I started. Uh, so I either do A A B B C C D D. E-E-F-F, where that ends up. So it's basically every two lines rhyme, or I do have ones where the sextets rhyme A-A-B-B-A-A, and then C-C-D-D-C-C, and then the couplet would be E-E. So I I do two that I go back and forth with. I've actually been playing a little bit with a few different ideas, kind of breaking the mold out of those two. But What do you have to say to those uh, who may be listening to this, and they may think... Um, maybe I want to start writing some poetry. I would say... Where, where do they start? What do they do? I would say just do it, um, write what feels natural to you. Write, um, any thoughts, journaling, or even short stories, just get your thoughts down, and if you want to, you can always edit it later, but start with your thoughts and go from there. And we, you know, the Bible has all kinds of genre in its writings. Poetry is, is significant in the Old Testament, uh, especially, um... Uh, about one third of the Old Testament is poetry. Uh, well, what, what's the what's the scriptural poetry that that that's important to you, or, or yeah. that, that you like, or that's captivated you? Yeah. So um, I don't myself read a lot of poetry. I've I've started to read a little more, um, but in scripture, it's as you said, just dripping with poetry. The way you look at it, um, our hearts are on fire for the Lord. And, um, Thy word is a lamp unto thy feet. Uh, all these words in that are just written in such a poetic manner. But then you have the psalms that are songs and are just beautiful the way they are. They move you in the way that poetry does. Um, Song of songs, all the wisdom literature, and it's even the way Jesus tells his stories and those parables and the, those metaphors that he uses. It's just ways of speaking to our human heart, I would say. Uh, St. Paul mentions the poets in the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 17. He, he quotes the, the pagan poets, Aratus and Epidemenides, and he says in uh, 1728 from Acts, For in him we live and move and have our being, as certain also as your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. Um, and then, but I think the, the Christian hymn, um, is is also significant in in the Philippians. Uh, Let this mind be in you, which also is in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal to God, etc., etc., etc. Preparing for this interview, I kind of was the rekindled my my awareness of poetry in Scripture and how significant that is. Yes. It's uh, amazing to find out, and it's and ex- scripture itself is so inexhaustible. You can always return to it and find those different different levels and how they speak to you uh, from day to day. So, uh, his name is Alan Kubik, and um, it's been a great interview. We're talking about Catholic faith and poetry. I don't know a lot of people who write as much poetry as you, um, 2,000 sonnets under your belt, um, and you uh, publish them and print them at your own um, print shop, but they're not really available to the public. Uh, they aren't at, uh, at this point, they are not, no. Um, just kind of privately that I've, I've had my collection printed. But they can read your work at the uh, Kubakian. Cu- uh, 
cubakian.tumblr.com. Yes, sir. And that, that's your style of American sonnet. Correct. That you've devised yourself. You called it Cubakian. Mm-hmm. And it's 6-6 six, six, and then a rhyming couplet is how I understand it. Yes. Cubakian is K-U-B-A-K-I-A-N dot Tumblr, T-U-M-B-L-R dot com. Take a look at it, and uh, I'm especially interested in the stations and sonnets as we near Holy Week and uh, next Friday, Good Friday, of course. So thank you for being on the show. Anything else you want to add, Alan? No, thank you, Monsignor. That was a very good experience. A lot of fun. Uh, come back. Um, keep us in, in the loop. Uh, may, maybe you can write a radio theme, sure, or or something, maybe, uh, I, or or, or, or what have Tico. you. We'll 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 see what inspires you. Okay, sure. we're coming up on 28 minutes past the hour, and this is Real Presence Live on your Real Presence Radio Network, and we're going to be talking next uh, with uh, Dr. Beverly Everett. And uh, we're going to talk about the upcoming symphony. She's a regular contributor to uh, Real Presence Live. Uh, she'll be next as we uh, come up on this break at the bottom of the hour. So wherever you are, we're getting close to 29 minutes past the hour. And um, I hope you're having a good day. And if not, uh, may the Lord give you strength. Because in our Lord, we can endure all things. And for those suffering loss, we remember the words of our Lord, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me shall not die, but shall live. And I know that there are many people having losses during this season of Lent. Um, I'll be doing my third funeral this week, uh, this afternoon. Uh, may all of our souls of the faithful departed rest in peace. Amen. We'll be back here in just one moment. Thank you. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 